the biggest thing that's lacking from the American diet is fruit and vegetable consumption. I believe the last time I checked the statistic, it was somewhere about a third of the people in the United States are consuming the recommended five to nine servings of fruits and vegetables a day. And and to me, I think that's generous. I think it's less than that. It is impossible to anticipate where the two monsters which suddenly appeared in the atomic area will attack next. If your power goes out, remain calm. Oh my God. We are live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of the First Sip Podcast. Today is super dope for one reason. We have our first in-studio guest, and it's going to be the best guest we've ever had. Have to say that. It is my wife, Alex Linares. Better say that. Have to say that. The registered dietitian. Also, today we're going to have another first. We had guests reach out and listeners reach out, future guests reach out with questions so now we're going to be able to live answer stuff that people wanted to hear which is exciting got my wife on got some questions we're going to answer first things first though deke what you sipping on this morning bro today we're going to go with the little uh iced coffee little duncan dark roast just black that's it you know how we do it that's it yeah me too man same same that's you know if i put my coffee next to your coffee (laughs) i don't think they look the same Alex, what do you? What would you say? Same color or uh, a, a slight difference? I think, they, uh, in my opinion, is, is they messed up yeah. the order. Lighter or darker? I think they messed up. They the messed order. up the order. Yeah. That's what, what did it they is. accidentally yeah. put in yours? Oat milk. again. But it was a mistake. <laughs> they accidentally added oat milk. Goat milk. Go- coming soon. <laughs> coming soon. Goat milk coming soon. So today we're going to touch on some cool things. We're going to touch on myths within the dietary industry. Myths about nutrition pre and post what you should be eating, if I want to lose weight, what do I do, if I want to gain weight, what do I do, and just things that people want to hear. But first, what people also want to hear is, Deke, why was Ted Cruz in Cancun, man? Why wasn't the Dark Knight saving people in Texas? He was going to wave a wand, bro. Did you see how how they called him? That's what they, people expected him to do that, but he didn't. He caught a plane. He caught a plane out. That's it. I mean, when you, you really think him? about it, be honest. No, what would it's cold? You know, first off, you know me. I hate the cold. Yes, I. If I could leave Philly right now and not come back, gone. Yeah, I know that. I might go back to Guyana. Shout out to our Guyanese listeners. Hey, we see you. We, we see, see you. you. We're tracking your metrics. We see you. We know it's warm out there. Yes, might come down and visit. We we are tracking the metrics. But listen, um, what did, what did people expect Ted to do? The whole state unfroze over. And he did tweet himself. He was like, you know, I'll believe in global warming or climate change when Texas freezes over. Bam. Damn. Damn. You know what? It really is a tweet for everything. I, it definitely, I mean, it definitely was a bad luck. Like, world's under siege. This guy has a massive following and, like, a huge presence. And he always tries to come at people for hypocrisy and stuff, too. So I think that's the thing yes. that's really catching, like, catching up with him on this one. People are coming back be like, come on, man. I think it's like the, at least try to sneak out. Like, don't fly commercial. I think it's the new hair and beard. Like, I, people people think more of him as a hero now. You think that's what it is? No, um, <laughs> no, definitely not going to go. Nope, definitely not. I think he's more relatable now. Yes, right. If he stayed more clean cut, more conservative Republican, he would be good. Yeah. But you see, he tried to become a man of the people, and it caught up with you because he went to Cancun. He tried to be like Jack from uh, what's it, from Twitter. Right, he tried to grow it out and be like a man of the people, but mm-hmm. no. Now, when when nature Wait, are you talking him, about the CEO from Twitter, yes, bro, he is not a man of the people. Well, he thinks he is. He of th- a certain type of people. Of a, yes, of a certain so, type. We're gonna talk about you guys later too. You know who you are. Yes, um, you people. You. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The getting pe- back to Ted. The, those people that can't gauge the difference between, between expectations, yes. and reality, yes. Yes. And, you know, I think that brings us into our first in-studio guest. It does. It does. It's going to bring us to my wife, the registered dietitian. Break down the myths for us, babe. Tell us what's going on in the in the meal world. What's going on? Well, thank you guys for having me. Nice little setup we got going Welcome. on here. Welcome. Very nice. Um, well, I think speaking on expectations versus reality, before we even get into anything, any topics, the, the reality behind the field of nutrition, right? Because everybody out there today is 
a nutrition expert, right? They think they are. Um, so why is it important to consult somebody with the credential of an RD, right? What even is an RD? Do people even know? I don't know. But um, basically, we're like the doctors of the nutrition world. That's how I like to put it. That's pretty cool. Um, That's pretty cool. dope. That's cool yeah, to say. I'm I guess. Doctor. I mean, yeah. So, you know, why should you seek an RD and not just somebody who looks good on Instagram so they must know what they're doing when it comes to diet, right? So just touching on that. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of people out there that I mean, me myself included, you too, Dikembe, yeah. that we've been training for a long time, and and we definitely have a nice general knowledge about what to eat and what not to eat. But I think it's when you get down to like granular and down to like the macronutrients and and what's really important. I think that's where people don't know what's what. Yeah, like even taking that on a deeper deeper level, right? Because I think even at this point, with the level of training that we've all been doing here. Um, we can all kind of talk about macros, right, on a basic surface level, sure. right? But then when you talk about, and this probably is my first question, right? Like, Alex, when you take that a step further and talk about, like, how does that really apply to the individual person, right? I think that's to where sometimes me, we would get lost because people will come to us for advice, right, Albert? And say, like, oh, I've been doing this for months and I've been doing this for months, but, you know, I don't understand why it's not really working for me, you know, or why I'm not seeing the results that I want to see, but it's working for you. And is that part of the difference, you know, where a dietitian would come in? Like if yes. I'm doing, having a diet, right. If I'm having X amount of protein, X amount of fat, X amount of carbs, Albert should be able to do the same thing. Right. Correct. And that's, that's the biggest thing. So everybody's so different. I can't just look at somebody and say, all right, just by looking at you, I know your height, your weight. So here is, you should be eating 2000 calories a day. You should be eating 200 grams of carbs. You can't, there's so much more that goes into it metabolically um, that somebody who has a general has general knowledge about nutrition can't help you with. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of things that go into um, prescribing somebody macros or telling them how many calories they should be eating or what um, nutrients that they need way beyond just your height and your weight and your sex. Right. There's so much more. So even even medications that you take could affect how much you sleep, like things like that, that people don't think about that somebody with the education of a dietitian knows that the average person doesn't. So that was, that was actually one of the questions that we got from people online. Someone DM'd us and they simply wanted to know, this is very high level. And I think a lot of people want to know this. How do you know what to eat? How do you know how much to eat? How does someone sit down and gauge, wow, today I should eat X amount. What is it like a simple, is there like a formula? How do people gauge it? So, yeah, without getting too much into all the equations and all that stuff, yeah, there is mathematical equations that you can use um, that take into account a lot of things about the individual to give you a general number, number-wise, of calories, protein, carbs, fat. But really, for most people, it's going to be trial and error. You're going to have to try something for a few weeks, um, see how that goes, and make adjustments from there. But that becomes really tedious. A lot of people don't want to sit down and, and track what they eat every single day for weeks at a time. You know what I mean? So um, trial and error is really, I mean, if you're looking for, if you have aesthetic goals, I mean, you know what I mean? And, and um, calculating your carbs, protein, and fat would be key for that. But um, do you think that's like the hardest part for people is maintaining the discipline to see what works? Yes, definitely. Um, definitely. It's it's hard for people. People don't want to take that extra step of logging what they eat. But I mean, I don't blame people at the same time either. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a lot. It's hard to, to journal what you eat every single day. And you certainly don't need to do that to see results when it comes to your diet. Um, but I do think it helps a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I think like when, you know, another thing we're going to talk about is some of the different like trends you know and like yeah big like fads that come and go you know and i think a lot of them have success because they kind of like gamify you know dieting and it just makes it easy to say like okay well i'm sticking to this program or this diet but you really don't have a a good understanding of the food you're putting into your body you just know oh i have this many points left in the day or i have this many meals right like there's some way that it just reduces the amount of thinking you actually have to do around how much eating or what you should be eating 
And it just, people just kind of latch onto that program for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I, I guess that you do get some sort of result, right? And people do see success on these programs, but once you're off the program, right, what usually happens? Like we, we all kind of see it, right? People usually bounce right back to the old habits because they don't know how to prepare the food. You know, they don't know what food they should be eating at the same time because everything you were getting on that 12 week program, that 28, 28 week program was predetermined. It was prepackaged, you know, so. Yeah. And I, and I think that just kind of goes right into like one of the biggest, big topics that we wanted to touch on today, which was like the fad diets, like the keto diet, intermittent fasting and all that stuff. And before you, you do any program or before you start any quote unquote diet, the, the biggest thing you should ask yourself is, is this something that's sustainable for the long term? Can I do this for the rest of my life? If the answer is no, or even if the answer is maybe, then no. Like, why are you, why are you putting yourself through this strict diet where you're eliminating multiple food groups you're going to do this for three months you're going to lose what 15 pounds and then you stop and a week yep. later you gain back already five of those 15 pounds that you lost yep, i tried to be a vegetarian lasted uh 30 days 30 days but that could have you could have done that for your whole life though if you wanted uh, you couldn't have i definitely could not i with but someone can there are a lot of people somebody yeah life. a lot Kayla. of people can i cannot <laughs> yes. i i it's not meant for me you know, and it's like we were talking about, like, you got to figure out what works for you. For me, being a vegetarian, nope, mm-mm, tried it, game over. Yeah, that's that's me and the keto diet. There is, you couldn't pay me to do the keto diet. I'm sorry. Two of my favorite foods in the world, sweet potatoes and potatoes, oatmeal. that's it. Like, if, if I could never eat that ever again, I would, like, no. And I think, I think. Take a, me now. Yeah, and I think right. a massive Take me problem. Now with all the fad diets also is and this is what people don't know alex which is why it's cool you're here people are lacking so much nutrition that they're not aware of right there there have to be so much stuff out there that we aren't getting in the typical american diet what mm. are some of those things like what are what are some things that we are just missing that we're not getting daily that we should be and that are easily accessible for us to be eating and that ties into one of the questions that I know um, one of the listeners provided Yes, um, was something that most people are missing from their diet. And along with that, um, supplements that would be uh, crucial in the American diet right now. Um, so before even jumping into supplements, though, um, number one, the biggest thing that's lacking from the American diet is fruit and vegetable consumption. Um I believe the last time I checked the statistic, it was somewhere about a third of the people in the United States are consuming the recommended five to nine servings of fruits and vegetables a day. And and to me, I think that's generous. I think it's less than that, um, which is a huge, huge problem. Um, fruits and vegetables provide you with most of your daily consumption of fiber, as well as all, all, all almost all of our key nutrients that we need in a day, all of the antioxidants. Uh, vitamins A, vitamin C, calcium, potassium, all that good stuff. So if you're not getting the recommended servings of fruits and vegetables first, you're not going to be getting your 100% of your daily value of vitamins and minerals. So before even touching on supplements, that's the number one thing that I think people can improve on. Um, get your fruits and veggies, people. Get your fruits and veggies in. I mean, be an adult. Market. Like, people are so childish when it comes to fruit and vegetables. Eat your greens. Go Eat to your, your local greens. market. Support your local produce market. You That's can get it. some yeah. jams Y'all at a produce, produce market. produce junction right down the road Dude, here? Good. Yeah. yeah. Love me produce junction. For sure. For Speaking real. about sweet potatoes, you go down there, you get a five pound bag Ooh. for $2. See, that, that's, that's the problem, about. right? Alex, speak, let's stay on fruits and veggies there for a second. Yes. Because when I think another thing that people usually bring up when they're talking about this is, oh, well, you know, eating healthy is expensive. Right. Right. Like, how do I eat enough fruits and veggies? How do I eat enough protein? Like, that costs a lot. And for us, like, you know what I mean? Like, me and Albert, I know specifically, like, we lived together throughout college years after that. We did not have a lot of money going through those years. Like, no, broke, 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 broke. We were broke, broke. Sitting there being like, okay, we're going to stretch a pack of chicken for Mm -hmm. six days. Yes. And we were chasing, we were grocery, grocery hunting oh yeah yeah. like looking for coupons like what's on sale for a week you know what i mean and all in the pursuit of actually being quote-unquote like bodybuilders you know what i mean like moving towards that physique that type of goal that was working for you yeah you know we're gonna talk about that in another episode (laughs) um yeah yeah uh you know chasing a certain goal and i think you know with that goal it it 
requires a higher caloric intake, right? So looking at that, like, okay, we're still able to do that, knowing that we're not making enough money, right? But also still being able to stretch food over over time. So is that something that you've experienced, like as a dietitian, people coming to you and saying, oh, I don't have enough money to do this, you know what I mean? So like, I can't possibly stay on this trend. And what are some of the things you would recommend? Absolutely. And I actually used to be a dietitian for a grocery store. So I would mm. take people shopping mm. and I would show them that it doesn't have to cost a lot of money to eat well. Um, look at bananas, for example. I, I just was at the grocery store this morning. I bought a huge bunch of bananas. It was like a dollar, right? So bananas are not expensive. There's a lot of produce out there that you can get really cheap. Potatoes. Potatoes. Potatoes get a bad connotation also. I think people don't think they're they're that good for you because they're starchy. Potatoes, potatoes are so good for sure. you. There's so much nutrition to a potato. They're so cheap. Um, and I also want to touch on canned and frozen. There's nothing wrong with a canned or a frozen vegetable. Okay. okay. There is no difference in nutrition. In fact, actually, sometimes frozen vegetables are better for you than fresh because they are frozen at their peak ripeness, their peak freshness Mm, so all the nutrients are intact in a frozen vegetable whereas the it does um a fresh vegetable or fresh fruit as it ripens sometimes it loses some of its nutrition so So like when people buy you know say like okay i'm gonna start this week off strong you know and they buy the fruit and the vegetables throw it in the fridge and then they don't eat it don't come back (laughs) until the end of the week and it's like man all right let me blend this all up or or make something out of it so i just want to take one step back can we touch on the the key nutrients in potatoes because you love potatoes. So we're talking about French fries too. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's true. Because I, I love potatoes. Yes. Yes. So, well, I also want to state that most of the nutrition in a potato is in the skin. So mm-hmm. you got to eat your potato skins, people. So now, big thing people use nowadays, you guys are going to love this, air fryers. Oh. If I take a nice potato and I chop it up, yep. throw it in the air fryer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Winning or losing? Am I winning, winning. or losing? Yeah, you are eating the guys, potato. This is another episode where you got to get out the pen and paper because she is dropping gems. 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 And there's a ton of vitamin C in a potato. Mm. Vitamin C is a big nutrient of a big uh, nutrient that people are talking about right now because of, you know, immunity, virus protection, cold protection, flu. The vid. Yeah, you know. And I'm not even going to go there. You just refer to it as the vid. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of vitamin C in a potato. A lot of fiber in a potato, but... You got to eat the skin. What does fiber help you do for people who don't know? Because people hear the word fiber, you know, and they're like, oh, I need it. But people, what, what does it do? Let's let's get a little uncomfortable. Fiber, think of it as like a sponge. All right. Mm. So you eat fibrous foods, right? Well, OK, so there's two different types of fiber. I don't want to get too too in-depth, you too sciencey. There's two different types of fiber. Mm-hmm. One type of fiber acts almost like a sponge. So okay. it goes through your body and think of it as it takes all the bad stuff. Um, takes cholesterol, for example, why mm. fiber is so important in re, um, reducing cholesterol and kind of just pulls it, takes it up into the sponge, gets rid of it. Okay. Um, but then you have another type of fiber that helps speed things along, helps you go to the bathroom. Hmm. This would be the soluble and insoluble <laughs> soluble versus insoluble. Yes. And you need both. Mm. You need both. Um, so that's why I always tell people to eat their oatmeal. Oatmeal is so good because it's got both. That's Both it. types of fiber in there. Yeah. That's it. Get your oats in. Get your fiber. Get your oats in. Go people. to the bathroom, people. So if, stay regular. If and and one of our good friends, Richie, who we're also gonna have on the show, he's a head strength coach up at the University of Albany. Kid knows what he's talking about from a training standpoint and definitely from a dietary, but if he's asking questions, that means a lot of people want to know the answer to something. If I want to help someone lose weight, Alex, or I wanna get rid of just I wanna get rid of that summer little pouch. So that I could get in a, in a bathing suit. What what should I do? What tweaks should I do? Where do I start? Help. Yes. Yeah, so help. The, help. So I think the biggest thing that people think about when they try to lose weight is okay. What what should I take away from my diet? What should I eliminate? What should I remove? And typically that tends to be food groups or whole. You know, a lot of things that they think that they need to eliminate. Whereas I think you need to switch your mentality a little bit when it comes to weight loss and think about the things that you should be consuming versus the things that you should be getting rid of. So the first thing I tell people that want to lose weight is you should be increasing and prioritizing your consumption of protein, number one. Um, And number two, you should be increasing your consumption of back to the fruits and vegetables conversation. Um, So two things, fruits and vegetables are low in calories, but high in nutrients. 
they fill you up they're full of water full of fiber um so you can eat eat those things and feel fuller on less calories right protein does the same thing protein is very satiating fills you up very quickly and for a long time so if you are increasing your consumption of both of those things you're in turn eating less naturally without making other huge changes um and you're full so you're not binging out on snacks later in the evening Mm -hmm. Hmm. but you definitely got to remove stuff though you can't you you can't sit here and say okay if i eat more protein and i eat more broccoli i could still sit there and crush but if you are priori- but if you're prioritizing a meal, all of your meals and snacks being protein and um, fruit and vegetable based, you're not going to be as hungry to reach for those snacks later. That's the idea, too. Yeah, and I think those are two like really good points, because like on one hand, you do see like think of like the young kid who goes in the gym and says like, oh, well, you know, I'm eating three chicken breasts a day now, you know, so I can go ahead and still have four McDonald's cheeseburgers. You know, and it's like, uh, right. you know, I don't think that's the type of balance we're talking about, you know, to achieve the goal. Yeah. You know, that's where you need to have proper planning. Like, you know, let's spread those chicken breasts across the day, you know, into smaller meals. Um, like you're saying, right, make sure there's the proper fruits and veggies with those meals, too. So you're avoiding those other binge meals, you know, those and think about like. I used to have those nights in college, right? Where it's like, especially when we first got into it and you're sitting there, like you start the day strong and it's like, okay, breakfast is good. Lunch is good. You know, and you think you've done something, you almost set your macro goal for the day. And then you say, okay, for the rest of the night, you know, now I can throw down, throw down a pizza, you know, pepperoni pizza, because the first half of the day was good. But in reality, you really just erased that day. Like maybe the next two days too, because that food is not going to fuel you or fuel your goal. Right. Definitely. And, and, volume eating is such a good way so helpful when it comes to weight loss um yeah, what do you mean volume like so adding adding those low calorie high nutrient foods to meal you can always add another vegetable to a meal um like one big thing that we always do at home with like burrito bowls like we like to make like those rice bowls and instead of doing the whole bowl of rice i do half the bowl of regular rice half the bowl with cauliflower rice and all of a sudden my meal is like double in size. It's a lot bigger. But calorie wise, I just cut 100 calories for my meal by cutting the rice down in half and adding in the vegetable, which is adding maybe 20 calories to the meal. Um, and I'm also more full because the cauliflower rice had more fiber than the regular rice did. So I just ate 100 calories less, but I'm more full than if I had the original meal. Does that make sense? I think that that's a the, that's a problem too. I think with everybody, me myself included, because I'm a huge volume eater. You put something in front of me, especially if the TV's on, it's going down. Like the whole box is going down. I think that people are very unaware of serving sizes. Yes, and also you just brought up a really really good point too that I want to touch on that I used to go over with with clients. Um, is distracted eating also like you said eating in front of the TV? That's another we overeat because we don't even realize how much we're eating when we're distracted by watching a TV, watching a TV show while we're while we're consuming. So take 5 minutes out of your day to sit at your kitchen table and just focus on your meal and I guarantee you will eat less. Well, you're asking a lot. You 5 I, minutes? I know. Five, I know. You want people to sit still for 5 minutes? I know. I know. Come on now. It is nice to. That's to, a hard thing for a lot of people nowadays. It's nice to get a bag of chips though, watch a movie, you know. That's why we kick back for a nice 2 hours. I've told nice. you we talked to y'all about the cheese puffs on the last episode. <sighs> Alex, what do you think about cheese puffs? Can I keep them or no? Yeah, uh, that's a you know that's another Hot thing take. I want to want to talk about. You can. <laughs> I am not the food police either. Like the, people think the dietitians are the food police. I love, I love cheese balls too. Like I love me some cheese. I've seen Alex eat the cheese puffs I was talking about. Yeah, the honey cheese curls, honey cheese curls. Yeah, like I'm not yeah. the food police. Yeah. Like I want to help you, but people I'm not do gonna... expect that a lot from yeah. from people like you. Yeah, they people do? people will be like, "Oh, here comes Alex. I have to hide the oh, chips," and I'm like, mm. "Stop! Please don't." The office stop. duckers. Yeah, I'm like, the no, office duckers. no, no. Or the ones that went inspect what you're eating all the time to see if you're still, you know, on track. Like, mm, should you be eating that? You know, I don't fit in your little diet that you're always talking about. Are Are there any little casual swaps though? There have There have to be some gems that that I because I see you, I seen you do things. And like you make little changes, you you put egg whites in your oatmeal, whatever you you do little changes that the people aren't aware of that you know because you're a dietitian or your protein you, oats or your protein oats. You can you have to drop some little 
little tips here, little tweaks, like little things to swap out. Give some to people that'll help their diet if they want to trim down. So like, what are what are some little changes? What what could some people be like magic spoon cereal? Like we've been doing. Yeah, I mean, I probably do so many of those things that I don't even realize that I do them. Like I feel like you could That's tell things that I do better than even me like but yeah my go-to breakfast every single day for example i'll talk about my egg white oatmeal um because oatmeal by itself is is just pretty much carbohydrate right so if you're having Mm -hmm. just a carbohydrate rich breakfast with pretty much no other nutrient no fat no um protein alongside with that you're gonna be hungry pretty quickly after consuming that so i always like to have at least 20 grams of protein in every single meal so what i do um to get my protein in is i add liquid egg whites to my oatmeal when you stir it in you cook it up you add some cinnamon to that honestly you can't even tell there's egg whites in there and again volume eating makes my oatmeal double the size tricks me into thinking i'm eating a little bit more and i get the bonus of 10 15 grams of protein added in um and i'm full for hours versus one hour and hungry again right away there you go I think there's a I think there's a common trend here. I keep trying to pull these like magic little quirks and tricks out of Alex. <laughs> like what? And she's like not no, giving me any magic because quirks I think, or tricks. I think the magic is there is no magic. I I think I think the magic it's is just, just eating healthy and and the right way. It really is just like training. You Which know sucks. what I mean? Like now that we're thinking about it, you're you're kind of like that kid that comes up in the locker room. You know what I mean? And Definitely. Says, hey man. I know you're doing something different. Yes. I've been doing this on and off for six months now, but it's not working for me. What do you, what workout are you doing differently? I know there's a workout. Like I do the bench press, but what, what angle is your bench press at? That's getting, that's giving you that look, you know what I mean? And that's kind of like the, what's happening now with the nutrition questions, right? It's kind of like, no, I know there's something you're eating throughout the day or something that you have every week, avocado. It must be that. Right, you must be having avocado toast every single day, Damn. but it must be on low carb bread. What's the brand? I need to know the brand because if I get those two things, I'll be just like you, right? And I that's I think where we're at with that. Yeah, I mean, there's no magic pill. Like I think that's everybody today wants something fast. The fact, the fast fix. What can I do? What pill can I take? What supplement can I take? What did uh What did Frank call us before the uh, the instant oatmeal generation? Yes. <laughs> right? Stay out of oatmeal, right? You just rip it open, put it in a bowl, pop it in the microwave, one minute later, done. That's what people want from results now. That's true. They want results fast. And and the, the fact of the matter is a, a healthy weight loss is one pound a week. Healthy, sustainable weight loss is one pound a week. <laughs> so it's not going to be fast. Like if you're doing it right, it's not going to be fast. It's going to be, if you want it to be a lifestyle, if you want it to last forever, it's got to be slow and you got to do it the right way. Are there, are there specific times though that we should be eating foods? Like, is it because the talked about the bench press. If I want to have the best workout possible, are there specific times in which I should be implementing certain foods? Sure. So timing of, of pre and post workout nutrition, is that kind of where we're going? Yeah. yeah is that real? I think that's a big topic for a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk a little about pre, pre-workout first. Um, what to eat, should you eat? That's going to kind of be dependent on the individual as well as what type of training you're doing and when you are training. I train in the morning. Um, I personally get nauseous if I eat too close to workout. So I train fasted. That's what works for me. So there's no, you don't need to eat before a workout unless you're training later in the day. Then maybe you want a good meal in you. Um, but in general, um, I say it's based on the person. And if you are going to consume something pre-workout, make sure it is relatively low in fat and low in fiber. Both of those two things, while very good for you and very healthy, are slow digesting. So if you're consuming them within an hour of your workout, chances are you're going to feel sluggish. Your body is more focused on digesting those foods than it is on getting you, um, than it is on your workout. Right. So is that kind of like why they tell you to have um, a higher carb, well, like a faster absorbing carb before your workout and throughout your workout? Yes. And that's so if you're going to eat within an hour or two hours of working out, a Mm -hmm. fast digesting carbohydrate is perfect. What are Um, some examples of that? So like a like a rice cake Mm -hmm. with a little tiny bit of peanut butter or the powdered peanut butter. Okay. Okay. um, With some banana slices. Quick, easy to digest carbs with a little teeny bit of fat. Um is perfect pre-workout fuel. Now, if you're going to 
eat a meal and you're like you know, you've got three hours before your workout then you can have a, a bigger meal that's more balanced with carbs protein fat um but anything within an hour to two hours of working out avoid a lot of fat avoid a lot of fiber yeah that was i was gonna actually touch on that next i was gonna say is timing an important thing from like a like you can't can't go in the pool 20 minutes after you eat kind of thing i think that's a myth is I that always true i i I mean, I can't swim anyway, yeah, bro, so that never that never applied to me. Like right. I was chilling yeah. on the side all day, every day, always. But um, you can't swim. But for people who can, you know, for our other listeners who are good in the pool, mm-hmm. like uh, me, like Albert, he's a fish. Can yes. he jump right in after consuming I, some fish? You know, I mean, I, you can, you can. I is it going to feel great? I, probably not. Mm, you know, that's so a good point because it's kind of like a workout. Yeah, so I, that's the question. So can so, you? Like if I'm if I'm about to go whatever I'm about to go play basketball with my friends for an hour, right? When should I time my food so that I play the best? Mm, no, that's not going to help me. Yeah, never. Yeah, we know that's <laughs> never happening. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Moon. Okay. So nice. so again, if if you're if you're training earlier in the day, you don't have time for a meal. Then an hour and a half prior to have that small snack of easy, quick digesting carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. If you are doing something later in the day and you have three hours ahead of time, I would recommend eating about three to two and a half hours prior to. That's gonna give your body enough time to digest so that you can properly utilize um, the fuel that you just ate and you're not gonna feel sluggish or tied down with what you consumed previously. And then in terms of after training, so you know how it was like a big thing for a while mm. that you needed to slug that the protein shake down. Window. Yes, you have to slug that down immediately, or you are not going to get Gotta any gains. Get in the window. Yeah, and I mean it's a little ridiculous. Eat something within an hour, yes, but you don't need to like run to the car after your workout and like slug down protein, or you're going to lose everything that you just did in the gym. That's ridiculous. Um, but also, so if you're training fasted then it is more important to eat quicker after your workout. Why and what's a decent meal to eat quicker? So why? Because your last meal, if, you, if you're if you waking up training fasted, your last, think of it, your last meal was probably, what, 13 hours before? Hmm. So your body's pretty depleted, right? So you're going to need to focus primarily on protein um, to start that muscle protein synthesis, right? To start to rebuild and repair all the muscle tissue that you just broke down. We also need carbohydrates um, just to replenish that glycogen. And carbs actually help us to be able to absorb that protein a little bit a little bit better as well. Um, so if you want that quick fuel source, protein shake and a banana, there's nothing wrong with that. Nice protein shake. You know, people love to ask about the protein shakes. Yeah, there's nothing wrong I with that. I had three people this week ask me about protein, like just protein in general. And it's funny because we were talking about this in the group chat, right? Just some of the general questions that people ask and it's like someone said they were like bro it's 2021 how do people not know this right and i think sometimes we gotta take a step back and realize that sometimes people really just don't know certain things yet right and that's why it's great that we can sit down with people like you you know what i mean and make this information even more readily available right because sometimes people just aren't looking where they should be looking yet or they don't know where they should be looking right and this is the time now right so talking about protein like which one should i get right like should i use the regular whey protein you know the one that just comes in the regular tub at vitamin shop do i have to do a whey isolate you know this hydrolyzed protein like i see all these different types is there a difference you know and then is that going to affect me in the long term right do those things really matter for the average person short answer no (laughs) i say find a protein that you like right that you you enjoy consuming don't get too obsessed and hyper focused on all the marketing claims that these supplement companies come out with don't stress about it i mean a whey isolate it's just as the name says it's isolated protein essentially so an isolate is going to be just pretty much protein no fat no carbs nothing else um so that's going to be quick digesting your body's just going to take all that protein in it's going to go right to digest digestion so that's why that one is great as a post-workout if you're consuming it right away. Um, if you're looking for more of a meal replacement, then you can look for a protein that's maybe more of a, a concentrate or has something um, mixed in there. Also, fiber, carbs, fat, a little bit of that mixed in there. That's going to be a little bit slower digesting. Honestly, again, 
I don't think it's that something to to stress out too much about for the average person. Yeah, I, thank you. Thank you for summing that up because as you know, two people have, who have definitely fallen victim to plenty of these claims. Oh, you know, whether, we are the target of marketing. Oh, without we have fallen victim 100%. We uh, sole target. Lawsuit is coming for yes. a couple of these companies because we definitely took some things that said, hey, listen, you take me for six weeks and your muscles, your biceps will grow two inches. Didn't I'm work. still waiting after seven years. Yeah, um, I've been doing curls every week, every week, and these supplements aren't working. So, yeah, um, definitely going to have a lawsuit soon. So, so one other question um, that was pretty funny that actually a bunch of our friends trolled one of our buddies who asked the question. I actually thought it was a great question because I'm a massive consumer of diet soda is regular or diet soda is like, you know how there's all the claims out there, diet will give you cancer, but regular, which people don't look at the label, a regular can of Coke has whatever, 70 grams of sugar. So is diet better than regular? And is diet like, okay, what, what what's your, your take on, on soda in general? Because some people just can't do it. They just can't drink water all the time. I'm one of them. I know you are. I know. Okay. So I, I would say neither are better than the other, first of all. I think both should be consumed very much in moderation. Water should be what you drink majority of the time. Um, Can now, you say that one more time? <laughs> water should be what you consume majority of the time. Thank you. For beverages. Thank you. So now when it comes to artificial sweetener use, um, the science I'm just, the science shows there's not a lot of studies in humans all right a lot of the studies are in rats mice um with extreme levels of artificial sweetener intake right so um it's it's really hard to kind of correlate cancer and all these things to it without a whole lot of evidence in humans right we don't really know um but one thing that has definitely been studied in humans is artificial sweetener use and um altering your gut microbiome your gut flora um, and for anybody that doesn't know what that is, it's just um, basically the, the bacteria that are in your gut. And we all have bacteria in our gut. Some of it's good, some of it's bad, but we need a good um, gut microbiome for a lot of reasons. Um, but those studies have been done with like extreme levels of artificial sweeteners. So if you are having one or two Splenda in your coffee a day, I think that that's totally fine. If you're somebody who has five coffees a day with Splenda, majority of your food that you eat is processed and sugar-free, and you're consuming a lot of diet soda a day, then that's an issue. So I would say we got to cut that back a little bit. But one to two Splenda a day, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of like, Albert, what you were bringing up before, right? Like people who try to just make a switch, but then the switch that you're almost making is just as bad, right? Because like I've seen people who say like, oh, well, I'm doing sugar-free or, you know, low sugar, but every alternative you're doing is now something else that's just processed in a different way, right? Especially when you look at the fitness community, sometimes guys will say, oh, I'm going on a shred or I'm cutting down, right? But now you're pouring in half of, you know, the, the stevia into your drink and it's like, bro, like you might as well just use a teaspoon of sugar at this point, you know, because which, like, like, yeah, or honey. I love me some honey. I know you do. That's <laughs> why I said I it. I love me some honey. You, you really do. threw me off there. But yeah, you know, honey is great. Add, just adds just the right, right amount of sweetness. You're not killing yourself. It's natural, right? And that's like, I, I don't understand sometimes the trade-off where instead of just going with the natural option, right, that'll be better for you, you say like, no, let me try to stick with a habit that might still be, that no, that we know is still bad, right, and just go on with it. Let me get a quick, let me get an answer out of her real quick. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 here we if go, here I, we go. If I want abs, mm. what is better? Do I go regular Coke? Or Diet Coke. I would prefer you do neither, to be honest. That's what I wanted to know. That's the truth. That's it. That's the truth. Honestly, yeah, and that was a hu- that's a huge thing that I, I used to go over with a lot of my clients with nutrition counseling is um, let's cut back as much as we can on all of these processed things, all of these foods and drinks that have 40 ingredients on the label. Let's look at that first. Let's try to make our food as, as nutrient-dense as we can and focus on that first and then we can start to make some more changes um but the american diet is just too much processed foods sugar-free this fat-free this everybody's so bogged down on labels 
just look at just eat real food that that brings me to perfect perfect that brings me to my next question right that we were also talking about um with with a group was do people understand their food right do people cook enough nowadays right and i think that might also go hand in hand if you are cooking your food on a daily basis on a weekly basis you might understand food a little bit better right you might understand that trading one thing for the other is not at all always a, a fair equivalent right so think about it. like we cook all the time right so we can go there and sit there and look at labels when we're in the market and understand that none of these ingredients on this label are natural products right i don't know any of these things i've never seen it. i've never cooked with any of these things so why would i want to put them in my body and i'm not saying that should go for everything right because there's obviously certain chemicals and things that we all use right and that we're perfectly fine taking um so we know so far right right but do you think people cook enough nowadays and to add to that because because you just opened like a door for a great a great question that i don't think people are aware of just because i've seen what alex has done at restaurants i don't think people are aware of how unhealthy their dish is at the restaurant even if it's pictured to be healthy like you don't know what they're cooking it with the oil the butter that they're cooking things in so alex i I guess to answer his question obviously you're going to recommend cooking more from home um but also maybe highlight if you can't do it you got to go out what what should you order like if, if you're just an individual who's really trying to turn a healthier corner what should you order at the restaurant what are some options yeah, so so definitely cooking at home, absolutely 100%. You know exactly what's going into what you're making. I mean, it's huge for weight loss, for cutting cutting calories, and, and also for maximizing the nutrients in your food. Yes. Um, now, when it comes to eating at a restaurant, and you guys know I'm notorious for, for making modifications to things on the menu based on what I see, um, restaurant restaurants are not in the industry of making you healthy restaurants are in the industry of making the food taste good and what makes Gotta food keep you coming back right right so restaurants don't necessarily care about making the food as healthy as they can they want you to enjoy it so therefore there's going to be a lot of oil a lot of butter a lot of salt in food makes it taste good right and the oils that they use in a restaurant are not very good oils nine times out of ten um so a lot of times I'll ask for my vegetables steamed with a sauce on the side. Then I'm, I'm controlling the amount of oil and sauce that goes on my vegetables. And that simple swap can save you, honestly, the amount that they use in restaurants, 300, 400, 500 yeah, calories. Hundreds, yeah. yeah, hundreds. Um, I also always ask for dressing on the side because they always put more than you need on a salad. Um, and just swapping things like asking for your food to be grilled or... Um, baked rather than fried or even sauteed. Anytime you see the word sauteed, that's telling you that they're using a lot of oil Mm -hmm. and a lot of butter to make that food. But that's the perfect, that's right on on track, right? Because do people understand what that means, right? You might see something on the menu and say, oh, sauteed pork chop, you know, over Brussels sprouts and and mashed sweet potatoes and be like, oh, that sounds healthy. Right, you know, what I mean? delicious. And it does sound. I might make that later this week, guys. Keep an eye out. Might hit the <laughs> IG story later. Mm-hmm. But when you think about that, right? Like, if you understand what some of these cooking terms are, what some of the methods are, right? You would understand that no, it's not always the healthiest method, right? Or maybe mm-hmm. if you're at home, you might be able to control some of those cooking methods a little bit more. But when you're in a restaurant, it's completely up to their control. And from someone who's been in culinary school, like you understand that those restaurant methods have to be able to be managed by at scale, right? And you have to be able to replicate this over and over and over. And sometimes doing that in the healthiest way also costs a little bit more money, mm-hmm. right? And that might be where the trade-off comes in when people say like, oh, well, eating healthy costs a lot more money. But then once again, if you're doing it at home, you're, you're going to save a lot more money, right? But going Absolutely. back to eating out, you gave us some great recommendations there. What are some of your let's say, go-to takeout places, right? Or go-to takeout options. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good question. That's a good one. Um, So I've actually found, like, Chinese and Japanese places are really good and accommodating with healthy options, like um, steamed dumplings, like steamed seafood dumplings, Mm -hmm. chicken dumplings. Those are good options. Um, I always get, like, chicken and broccoli, steamed, sauce on the side, brown rice, Mm -hmm. because I'm still getting the flavor in. You know what I mean? Something like that is great. Um, what other places do we really like? Where do we usually go that's we, healthy? Well, uh, total disclaimer, 
Alex is a literal waiter and waitress nightmare. No, that um, is not true. She, they have to bust out like a full-on typewriter <laughs> to, to... Yeah, I would like the chicken, on, but I need it grilled with the sauce on the side in a separate container. Okay, and, okay. And make sure you measure the salt. I get that, salt. though, Alex. No. That was like me when I was going through my cut. Do you remember for getting for my prep? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I still have my GERD issues. Yes. You know, right. Which you, yeah. you ignore. I have a, you know, intestinal problem. I do ignore it sometimes. You ignore it all the time. Sometimes I act up. You ignore which you mean it all, all the time. time. You literally ignore it all the time. I'm, There's a I'm box young. of Reese's Puffs behind you. That is art. <laughs> that is uh, a Travis Scott selected piece. If no, anybody would like to. Definitely a lot of people that would order what I would get. It's going to be delicious. Okay, so here's my order. Okay. My Chipotle order. Okay, hit us. So I do salad bowl as the base. And then I'll do double fajita vegetables. Mm, okay. Because they're always so good. They're good. Um, and then I'll either do chicken or what's the new vegan one they have? What's that one called? Oh, the, uh, uh, is that the sofrito? So, yes. Ooh, that's my idea. Sofritos. Chicken or that. That's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I'll do some black beans. Okay. And then the mild salsa. I don't like spicy. So mild salsa, pico. Gotcha. Pico de gallo, guac on the side, duh, of course. It's a, that's a no-brainer. Definitely. But I like it, again, on the side, because then I don't like it getting mixed in with the lettuce and get soggy mm-hmm. sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, the salsa is enough dressing, like enough to flavor the salad that I don't need dressing. And that's another, that's another thing, too, for people. Like, you don't always need those high-calorie dressings. Like, think outside the box a little bit with other condiments like salsa, which is really low calorie and full of fresh produce. I didn't hear you say queso as a dressing. No. Queso isn't a dressing? No. <clears throat> but I know Albert's going to include that in his Albert, order. So take that let's off your go bowl. ahead. If Move that on. was in your mind, you better take it off your bowl. What are you going to get to Kembe? All right. Start me off at the front of the line. Here we go. Give me my bowl. Okay. Bowl in hand. Here we go. Brown rice first. Two scoops. Don't judge me. Gotta I'm go not two scoops. Not the food police right. member. Here we go. Plot twist. Mm-hmm. Guys, this is a game changer. This is how you get a little extra protein, right? Oh, it's a good tip. We're going to go with half chicken, half steak. Oh. Right? Or sometimes what I've been doing lately. You ever tried the barbacoa? Bro, I'm going to give you an even better tip after this. I'm gonna, oh, no. I do I'm a little half you. barbacoa, half carnitas. I got you. Oh. I got you. Right? And now you tip. just got the shredded game crazy. Wow. Shred game crazy, right? So we got both of those now. Now we got to move over to the black beans, black bean topping, right? Throw it on there. Boom. Also some fajita vegetables, right? Key. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. We're going to do the salsa verde. That's that's mine. Oh. Because it's right in the in between. The green you know? one. Yes. You know, it's just spicy yeah. enough, but not too okay. crazy where you might be stuck in the bed. Ba- you might be stuck in the bathroom a little bit. I didn't want to say it. But <laughs> yeah. Fiber. Fiber. Get your fiber game See, up. Ignoring the GERD thing again. Which you, you is go good again, for your you GERD because it. it keeps you regular. Mm-hmm. I know this. I asked my doctor. I didn't ask my doctor. Um, so, yeah, now we're completing the bowl. Alex said no queso, so we're not doing queso. I wouldn't have put it anyway because I definitely wouldn't. No. Mm. So we're at the end of the line now, right? Did I forget anything? Sometimes I throw on some of their tortilla strips. Is that good or bad, Alex? No, I would say that's a pretty good overall order. You got protein. Nice. You got some carbs, yep. right, with the brown rice. Yep. Good carb, by the way, brown rice. See? And a little bit of healthy fats in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say that's not too not too shabby, not too bad. Already winning. Don't give me my grade yet. We'll wait until the okay. end and see who wins. All right, so my bowl. competition. <clears throat> my bowl. I'm going to be 100% candid. I'm going to get to the line. N- n- none of us did wraps, though. You got to let everyone know that the wrap, if you do the rice and the wrap, is just you're just adding oh. 70 grams of carbs for oh. no reason. Yeah. Right? yeah the adding rice on top of your burrito is, is be unnecessary, honest. to but, be honest. Ella, hold on. <laughs> what about our hard gainers? Because there are some people out there, right, sure. who are trying to put on some weight. Right. And I remember that back in my early days. Right. Where I'm, I'm it's hard for me to hold weight. Right. Until really? I gain more weight. Mm. Yes. Yes. Really. Really. Um, we ain't got to go here. Mm-hmm. So what about for people like that? Should we throw the tortilla on the side? So when I'm done with my bowl, you know, I can mix up a little bit extra and get a burrito. Another yeah. gem for you guys. Yeah. Yes. If you if you're looking to gain weight, you're definitely going to want to bump up those carbs a little bit. OK. But okay. I always tell anybody that's trying to gain weight, make sure you're also choosing the gaining weight the healthy way with good foods right all those like mass gainer shakes that are a bunch of like crap sugar and just bad stuff for you yeah Yeah, if you're Mm -hmm. looking to gain weight add add calorie dense foods that are that are good for you like add that guacamole and eat that whole tub Mm -hmm. of guac you know what i mean like avocado i gotta go back to chipotle things like that Mm -hmm. yeah that's okay 
Albert, okay. let's hear it. So my bowl, I stand in line. I do a bowl. I do brown rice. What would you like, sir? Well, I would like brown rice. Okay, bowl. next. Okay. Um, here's the tip, Kembe, and I know you said you wanted to get more. What you actually do is you watch them do the first scoop of the meat. You say, I would, me is always steak. I would like steak. They then do the first scoop and they're hearty because they think they're only doing one. And then you say, actually, I would like a second scoop because <laughs> you caught them off guard, man. Oh and then they throw in a nice, hefty second scoop. I always go double fajita veggies. But, but I'm a volume charge eater. you for that. Yeah, I know. I'm all about that. That's fine. I'm, oh, Bro, you got I'm here it for like a that? good time, not a long you time. Got it like, oh, y'all hear that? He got money. Yeah. What? He <laughs> so, got money. Yeah, it's always double what? steak. <clears throat> always double steak. Oh, no. That's expensive. Okay. And then I go double fajita veggies. Have to. Then I go with the corn, Alex. Is the corn okay? It's a vegetable. Uh-oh. Is the corn okay? Yeah, that's that's another food that I think people people are like, corn's not good for you. It's it's fine. It's a vegetable. It's got fiber. Yeah, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with corn. Okay. Alex says fine. Corn. Mm. Corn's fine. I like me some corn. I then, I then candidly, um, I do use queso as the dresser. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like you just say, sir, just top it yeah, all so off. So it's, it's really just meat, just, just rice, um, fajita veggies, and queso with a little bit of the corn. And, and that's really my meal. And then, honestly, if I've had a bad week, I'm, I'm going to get a, a bag of the chips. <laughs> yep, bag of chips. What do we think side, about the chips, Alex? What, and what does the world not know about the bag of the chips? Is there any... I mean... Is it okay? Uh, yeah, I mean... And if you get the side of queso? I'm not going to tell you you can't eat tortilla chips. I mean, again... I'm not the food police. I love tortilla chips. Right. I can easily smash that bag of tortilla chips. Yeah, All right. I just want to throw that out there. But um, have a little self-control sometimes, too, when it comes to that kind of That's stuff. That's what it is, people. Yeah. It comes down to self-control. A lot of people don't have that. That's what I it is. I don't know why. I don't know why. But maybe one day we'll figure it out. I think we touched on a lot today. I think we did. I think we did. I think... Um, what did Any we learn today? questions we didn't, we didn't touch on from... I, I guess this viewers. is this is where you know I like to follow up in the in the comments you know back in the community yes you know with our fellow sippers sip stars are still we're not trying, working we're trying something people please someone drop something on Instagram or, or comment what the uh, sip community will like to call themselves the sip gods because we know we got a little group going here yeah definitely and we we need to bring some other people in you know we we have other people out there we need to show them that we're growing here yes you know especially so. the six listeners in belgium and Shout we see you guys out there in, in south korea mm-hmm. listen we might take a trip uh when covid is over let us know where we can come stay like i've been checking out some airbnbs That's it. no yeah all right man yes, last no you have not all right last um last point which you brought up last week which is going to be a staple content wreck of the week bro speaking of recommendations hit us my content recommendation of the week you know i've been on my hbo max grind lately yes you guys started watching titans yet I have not. I know Ryan's preaching, man. Bruh. Titans is, well, let me let me back up a little bit, right? Me and Albert are huge superhero fans. Um, nerds. Nerds. Yes. Nerds. nerds. Like, you know how nerds are like a cool thing nowadays? We're, we're not Why? the cool kind. Okay. Um, I think I'm a cool nerd. I'm going to say I'm a cool nerd. Albert might be not a cool nerd. I am. Uh, so, we're into superheroes. Marvel, DC, and... I recently found the show Titans on HBO Max, right? This is basically a grown-up version of the old Teen Titans that used to come on Cartoon Network. You remember that? I know you remember that. Of course, man. I know you used to watch it all the time. I was a big Teen Titans fan. So now the Titans done grown up, right? I mean, they're out here dropping people left and right. TV mature grown up? TVMA. Oh, that's the best. Put put the kids to bed, all right? I know some of our listeners, we are at the age where we got kids, we got responsibilities, Put the kids to bed. Put the responsibilities to bed. Get out the Doritos. Get out the cheese curls because we're watching Titans this weekend. I just got on season two. Okay. I'm not going to say who just got into the show. Bruh. Okay. Titans. His eyes glow. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You. That's all I'm going to say because you know where to go with that. But, Ryan, thank you for the recommendation. If anybody else has any content recommendations, let us know. Mine this week, once again, Titans. Check it out. Let us know what you think if you do. So, um, my wife um, loves to relax to massive murder um, documentaries, rape. I'm so excited. Deep I'm cut so you excited. apart. This is how she likes to unwind at night is Alex, a killer right sawing you. your head off with a hacksaw. So, I'm sure her content wreck is going to be a super peaceful, calm, unnerving 
I yes. can't wait. Seriously. I can't wait. I can't there, wait. There is nothing that I love more in this world than true crime shows, documentaries, you name it. I've watched it. I know so many people are listening and their ears just perked up because yep. I know we got other people out there yep. who love true crime. I'm one of them. Let's do it. I Let's love it. it. I live for it. So I just recently finished up on Netflix, the disappearance at the Cecil Hotel. Whew. Let me tell you something. I was invested. Um, Blew my mind. Highly recommend. One day binge? Did you do a one day binge? Oh, 100%. True fans here, people. True yes. Fans. Yes. Um, crazy. I don't want to, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give anything away. Give us just a little bit of background on the Cecil okay. Hotel. Maybe if people might have seen the Night Stalker also on sure. Netflix. Yes. Right? Night Stalker. Great. So, um, if you guys watch the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. Mm. Um, yeah, infamous serial killer in Los Angeles. Um, he was an avid Cecil hotel stayer, um, which they touch on in the show. But anyway, the Cecil hotel for anybody that doesn't really know is, is notorious for like weird things happening there. Weird things, weird things, murders, crimes. Yeah. Uh, people staying there that, you know, just got out of prison or, um, drug addicts a lot of drugs in the area because it's right by skid row in los angeles listen some of y'all you know might have your uncle jerry who just got out for murdering three people and somehow got on parole he's going to that hotel he's staying at the cecil yep he's going to go stay at the cecil yep so notorious and it was it was known for having a lot of people from all over the world come and visit there because they didn't really know that it was bad there you know what i mean they didn't know about skid row they didn't know about crime there so they that was a crazy thing to me like those people came like somewhere in like europe right where they came over and said oh this hotel looks so nice let's go stay there and they saw it as a cheap like it wouldn't blow all their money right they're they're vacationing they're traveling they want to see los angeles they saw it as a cheap place to stay not knowing what they were getting themselves into and that's the thing talking about you brought up skid row like i being completely honest i didn't know skid row was like a thing out there and i've never been there right i've never Mm -hmm. been out to the west coast so Seeing that, understanding that, that's a whole section of the city. Oh, yeah. Some some of our L.A. listeners, listen, if you're out there, if you can give me a little more insight <laughs> on, on what this is and what's yeah. going on. If you've been to the Cecil, whoa, let me know. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. So anyway, this this docu-series, I guess you call it, mini-series, documentary mini-series, um, highlights this girl. She was 21. She wanted to go to Los Angeles for the first time, travel. She wanted to see the world. She was from Canada. She just booked the Cecil. She saw it online as a cheap place for a young person traveling to go. And basically she disappears in the hotel without giving giving too much away, without saying too much. Disappears. N- nowhere to be found. They don't know how she disappeared. And then finally they find footage of her in an elevator. And that's the only footage they have before her disappearance. And I don't even know if I want to say anything don't, else. Don't say anything else. Just don't. let people watch the show. Because you... The video she just talked about, that is the only Crazy. clip that we have of her, is is going to just have you on the edge of your seat. So people, please tune in. Let us know what you think about those content, those two two recommendations so far. And then let's bring it to Bert to see what he's going to knock, knock it out the park with. Yeah. So my content rec is actually going to be a book, believe it or not. Ooh. With the program. Yeah. With the program that I've been on, you have to read 10 pages every day, which is a little bit. so outside the norm for me. Some big brain energy. I'm, I'm trying, man. Um, it's called No Rules Rules. Mm. It is the story about Netflix, the way they hire the people that they hire, yep. and their philosophy. It is so cool. It's just, I highly recommend, again, No Rules Rules. I don't really want to give that much away, but why Netflix exploded and the overall infrastructure at which they use to be so successful and what caused them to boom. It's it's It makes you think. Um, it's very enjoyable, especially if you're an individual who's trying to further yourself um, and create value within yourself. Mm, and you know we're about that here. Yes. we No, we, that's all we're about. And with that being said, that is the whole goal is just furthering what you understand and just continuing to get better, which we are going to do. Alex made us both so much better. I actually really appreciate she did not give me the grade on the Chipotle Bowl. We'll talk about that in the car. With, I want to know my grade. What's my grade? Yeah, Alex? what's the Because I know already know what's, what's the Kenbase Albert, grade. He put queso on his dressing. Jesus. You know, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you both. I'm gonna give you both a B. What do you mean a both? 
this is not some participation award kind of game. Neither of you, neither of you were were bad. I definitely got at least an A minus. And you both went with the vegetables. You both went with the brown rice. Those are major key for me. All right. Yeah, guys. Thanks for joining us for episode four. Bert, take us home. All right. This may be the last time Alex ever joins us on the pod. Alex, thanks for joining us. All right. Okay, great. Okay, Kev, tight. Um, no, th- that was so awesome. Again, we really appreciate everyone for tuning in. What a great episode, babe. Thank you so much for coming on. And as always, everyone, enjoy the first episode.